Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowell Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Rainier. Rainier, how goes it? Great to join in today, Henry. Awesome. So today is Thursday, August 30th, and we had our big panel this past weekend, yeah? So why don't we start with that? Why don't we talk about the Toy Expo? Um, what are your thoughts on uh, your very first panel, Rainier, in terms of being on a panel? It's different being on the other side. It is, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a whole different world. Uh, although it would have been, I think, even more interesting had we had more people uh, in attendance. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we do need to address that. I think the final count we had in the room was 12 people. Which is awesome. You know, 12 is great. It's 12 more than I was expecting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Although it has to be said that it would have been even better had there been 12 people for the whole panel, right? I think a good number of those 12 people were there to attend the next panel, right? You think what that's was the next accurate? panel, the Demogorgon thing? Uh, there was like a Demogorgon... For Stranger Things? Demo, yeah, for Stranger Things. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's safe to say a few of those people were probably there to see the next panel. So yeah, it wasn't a huge group, uh, no question. And um, it, at the very beginning, that's when it was a, a bit scary because uh, we were ready to go. The panel was scheduled to start at 10.10 a.m. on Saturday. By the way, did you have expectations of the number of people that would be there? Yeah. Well, there's the thing. I, I knew that it wasn't going to be like a big crowd or anything, right? Um, and I knew that, uh, thankfully, Perfirio, our mighty co-host, was going to have some of his friends there. Uh, so, A, I knew the expectation, like it wasn't going to be a big crowd and B, I knew there'd be at least some people. So in my mind, okay, we were fine. You know, it's going to, it was going to be fine, but just the reality of it. When so it wait, started, so some, so some of the people that were there, I mean, did that you meet know, your expectation or did it under deliver? <laughs> I mean, I, there was a hope in my mind that, you know, people would show up. Um, and I'm telling you right at 10, 10, the three of us, me, you and Perfirio were on stage. Mics were ready to go. We had our podcast logo up on the screen, uh, ready to rock and roll. And we were looking out into this pretty big theater. You know, I didn't think the venue was going to be like that. It was pretty nice. You know, I thought it was going to be this little room, you know, uh, it wasn't, it was fully equipped, uh, decked out and, like high-end uh, audio vi video setup, and uh, it sat a lot of, you know, people. You know, had a lot of seats. Say like maybe three hundred people, four hundred people, something like that. So it was like stadium-style seating. There was a stage, like a, a an elevated stage. Yeah, with the a stage curtain was behind elevated. Stadium-style seating, and it just made the fact that there was just a handful of people there stand out a little bit more, right? So. <laughs> It was a little bit daunting, a little bit scary. And then to add to that, you had a brief discussion with a staff member right before we started, right? Yeah, he was talking about how the first uh, panel 
to be scheduled is usually um, the least attended. Yeah. Just because those kinds of shows, I mean, it's a, a toy centric show and most people that are in attendance are there to hit the exhibit floor first right That's uh, the before first attending the panel unless the panel is like a celebrity you know headliner which you know we totally are right in, in <laughs> our <own> minds right <laughs> yeah um there was that perspective too I, I didn't really think of that beforehand but you know when i think of first panel of the day i have these thoughts of San Diego Comic-Con, you know, like Hall H Saturday. Yeah, no and, you way. Know, like Warner Brothers usually kicks off Hall H Saturday, right? That's pretty typical. Yeah, we're and definitely not there. <laughs> not quite there. Yeah. <laughs> not um, even close. <laughs> so, yeah, th- what this guy was saying is is very accurate. You know, the first panel of the day for a smaller convention like this is ten- is is typically going to be pretty sparsely attended, you know. Um he also mentioned something else, how oftentimes the organizers of these local type conventions, they will gauge whether or not they're going to bring a panel back for the next year based on like the, the number of right? attendants. Yeah, they usually they said they have usually a person with a clicker that's counting people coming in. Oh, man. I'm sure they didn't even take the clicker out of their pocket at that right. point. They didn't need to. They can use their fingers. Right. Uh, so when we heard that and we saw the sparsely attended theater, you know, it wasn't a great thought because we basically were like, well, I guess this is their one and only shot. <laughs> right? Go big or go home, man. Yeah, it really was kind of like a movie moment. You know, like I thought of that scene in in Major League, you know what I'm talking about, where the team finds out that the owner is going to like get rid of all the players and the coaches to try to move from Cleveland to like Florida or something. And whether they win or not, it didn't matter. Like they were, they were all gonna just get fired. So yeah, the team basically finds out that they're gonna be fired regardless of <laughs> what they do, right? And then uh, Tom Berenger uh, says his famous line where he goes, well, I guess there's only one thing left to do win the whole fucking thing so i think that was kind of our mindset you know it didn't really matter what we were going to do because there was a lot of people there and um, we weren't exactly in a position to uh, have a big audience so that we would be sought after for next year's toy expo much less get a more desirable uh time yeah. In the day. I don't think it was so much like, oh, I, they're not going to invite us back next year. I think it was more that eh, we're probably not exactly selling ourselves so that we can get like a really primo uh, time slot for a future panel, right? Yeah, that same staff member was saying how people will usually invite like their family members and friends to help like boost yeah. attendance numbers. Uh-huh. but. Yeah, none of my friends and family could make it. <laughs> same here, same here. That's why I was saying, thankfully, Porfirio was able to get uh, a contingent. And uh, the clutch, huh? They were awesome, man. They were rooted uh, and cheered for us and stuff, so uh, that was great. Um, so ultimately, it wasn't so bad because, like we were saying, uh, by the end of the panel, there was, you know, a number of people there, and they were listening and engaged and um, the discussion itself I thought was great. I think the three of us did a great job. We were quite professional and it was a, a pretty 
uh, gripping and interesting conversation. Yeah? I think so. Right? Yeah. And a big benefit of being the first panel of the day, yes, it was a sparsely attended panel, uh, but it kind of freed us up. You know, it was a big relief to have that done with. And then we got to enjoy the con and, you know, I thought it was a, a pretty good con. You know, it was, uh, it was a good time for sure. By the way, did you see that curveball Perforio threw my way regarding DC? How he yes. just hates everything DC? <laughs> yeah, dude. Perforio. <laughs> I couldn't let that slide. He came at you right from the get-go. <laughs> I think he may have uh, taken that, like, just fuck it philosophy to heart because <laughs> he, he went at you right away, which is interesting because... You think it was a personal shot at me? Or do you think that was just... I think he was just trying to stir it up. I don't think it was anything personal. Yeah, I didn't realize that one of his friends in the audience is a big DC guy. Right. So I think maybe he was taking a shot at his friend, not necessarily me. I think, yeah, there may have been that factor too. So. <laughs> but hey, man, I brought it right back. And at the end of the conversation, he, still, he, he said that, oh, you know, maybe I would consider reading more DC. Yeah, yeah, you did well, <laughs> man. I mean, you were not really prepared to go there at that time but uh yeah you 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 held up strong dude good job and um yeah it was funny i had a little outline of our discussion that i provided to you too and yes dc versus marvel was one of the potential topics but it wasn't supposed to be to like the end of the panel Uh, for some reason perfirio decided to just get into it right away so that was uh unexpected but I think it was good. It was a good conversation. And we didn't, you know, we didn't get super heated or anything. It just was, you know, a good, civil, interesting discussion. Okay. So, yeah, I think overall our Toy Expo experience was, was a positive one. And um, our first ever panel was a positive experience as well, I think. Yeah. Good practice. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not we do one of these again in the future i don't know um but yeah it was good practice and uh great experience you know definitely uh we can we can tick that off our bucket list right now i'm wondering when so when you put our name in to be on this panel yeah did they ask for credentials or were they just like yeah come on in so yeah there was some inquiry about you know background information and that sort of thing so, yeah, th- there was an application form, and I did provide information about our podcast. You know, I provided our link. I mentioned how I hadn't hosted discussion panels at a convention before, but I have done that in a work environment. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, um, you know, put up some cred. Were there any rules they provided to you beforehand? Um, there were, and it wasn't so much rules, but like guidelines, they mentioned how there was just a limited amount of mics and the, like the visual portion of the panel, technical, technical stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, They say like, oh yeah, you can have like, uh, like a a screen if you want to do a slideshow or just post an image like we did. And then, yeah, I think they mentioned... So like, if we really wanted to, we could have came in with some crazy extreme political agenda and... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, you were there. Yeah. We, we could have done 
anything we wanted basically we could have just done like dick and fart jokes for like yeah. 55 minutes <laughs> but uh yeah to our credit we stayed within the guidelines and um yeah i think i even i even put a mention like there will be no profanity on the panel um in the hopes that like well we want to get as many people as we can and if kids want to come in yeah we don't want to like turn them away um so like you know as everyone knows, on this podcast, you know, we do the occasional curse word, uh, but we kept it clean, you know, uh, at Toy Expo that day. So, yeah, we didn't go off the rails or anything and, and get too nuts and kept it within the spirit of of our podcast, I think. So I think we did well. And uh, by the way, did you get that? Yeah. Did you get that video from Prefer Your Friend that was recording? I haven't. Uh, but yeah, one of Perfurio's friends did take video of this panel. Um, so I'm curious to check that out. Possibly um, take the audio and like make a podcast episode out of it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it came out okay and if the sound came out okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of, of how we did that day. You know, I think we did a great job. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, I thought we'd focus today on the world's Worst fan base. Yeah, dumbest list ever. <laughs> this has got to be the worst thing I see, ever. This is an interesting topic for the two of us to talk about because I had a feeling that you, Rainier, aren't really down with the sentiment of this particular this list topic. Is stupid. <laughs> because all okay. it does, I mean, from the very, from the very uh, name of it, it's already inciting like anger and hatred and <laughs> everything that the dark side provides. Okay. Okay. Let's right? get into it. I mean, yep. it's already controversial, right? Sure. And you're sure. basically taking jabs at people that love things, and that that that's, you know, fish in a bucket, right? Mm, that's a that's a good perspective. I like that. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. a little bit of background. Um, there is a writer. Her name is Michelle Spees. Uh, she has written for The Onion and Clickhole, and right now, currently, she has uh, an online tournament tournament in quotes uh online tournament on twitter she has named the worst dedicated fan base wait so this is like this is a a legit like professional writer (laughs) that put this together um well if you not just some troll if you regard a writer for the onion and click hold to be legit yeah okay absolutely okay Okay. this isn't just you know some random nameless troll troll. yeah yeah so there there is some cred behind uh, this uh uh, this Twitter writer. So it's just clickbait, really. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> come on. For, for some, I'm sure. For you, I think so. Uh, but she has uh, put this tournament together, and um, yeah, there, there's a lot here. It, it's it's a kind of a uh, March Madness style bracket. So there are a lot of fandoms represented here. Um, I won't go through every one, but uh, DC Comics, Marvel Comics, they are in there. Disney is in there. The Kardashians, Woody Allen, Chris Hardwick, Pokemon, Tim how Burton. These, how are these all selected? That's a really good question. Um, a couple others, Big Bang Theory, The Office, Wes Anderson. So, yeah, how are these chosen? I think when we initially came across this list the thought was okay they're gonna judge the most 
toxic fandoms in the world. Um, and I think that's the sentiment of uh, a lot of people. But I don't think that's exactly what they were going for here. Um, when, when she's referring to these fandoms as the worst, my sense is that, okay, yeah, toxic fandoms are included here, but so are annoying fans. That's kind of a subjective term, but um, yeah, let's say annoying. Uh, let's also say smart alecky. You know, I, I see a lot of uh, stuff in this tournament, and I definitely can interpret the fans of some of these fan bases as smart alecky. I think the thing that's hard here is that for every fandom, I mean, fandom is is fandom is 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 what you love, right? Yeah. And for as much as someone loves something, there are equal parts of those that hate something. Oh yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and so is this contest the most number of people that hate something and that being the, 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 the fandom of, <laughs> it's I mean, like, this is such a, like, this is such a gray area list, right? I mean, uh, yeah. and even, even just the, the fandoms listed here alone, like there's no rhyme or reason for it other than just to piss people off. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, I think there is a bit of rhyme or reason because I think any one of these fandoms in the tournament you can cite as being one of the three adjectives I listed. Toxic, annoying, or smart alecky. I think they all could be lumped into that category somehow. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, there is an aspect of like, okay, this is just kind of clickbaity and trying to drum up controversy and trying to get people riled up. You know, I think there is an aspect to that because there's so many fandoms listed here. There's no question you're going to come across something you love. You know, like let's say like uh, Marvel. Marvel's in here. I love Marvel. So when I saw that, that kind of annoyed me, but I understand why it's in there. Um, Super Mario, Wes Anderson, <laughs> Fish. Elon Musk. Fish. I mean, come on. Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, another funny one is EDM is in here too. I think that's kind of funny. I don't. I don't even think that this this uh, tournament is intended to be completed. I think this is just a personal list that this author created to piss off all these fan bases. Uh, that's very possible. I think. Uh, so, quick update. Uh, this tournament, again, quote unquote, tournament, is not done yet. And I want to give the latest. So they're actually in their final four. And you can actually go on Twitter and vote if you so desire. I'm, I have a feeling Rainier isn't going to be lining up to <laughs> to vote here. Uh, but yeah, the final four here are Elon Musk, Big Bang Theory, PewDiePie, and Rick and Morty. So those are the four uh, current uh, final four here in this in, in this tournament. Uh, so, do you know who uh, PewDiePie is? Yeah, he's some like YouTuber that makes like millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, he's like a a game, uh, like a, a game journalist or something. Something. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, a YouTube I, personality, I think. Okay, there you go. I, I didn't know. I, I had to research that, and even now this I, is beyond our generation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's a YouTube star. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think with, with YouTube celebrities, there's kind of an inherent 
hatred because, you know, maybe particularly from an older generation, not understanding YouTube celebrities at all. So I think that's where that's coming from. Rick and Morty, I think it falls into that smart alecky category where there is a perception where Rick and Morty fans uh, are seen to be people who think they're like smarter than everyone else. Like they get jokes that other people don't get kind of thing. Um, Is that the basis of a lot of um, Harmon's humor? I mean, like Harmon's humor is very like self-aware. It's meta, you know. Mm -hmm. So that in itself is a bit like, oh, you have to understand that kind of comedy to get his stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there is that aspect, right? Um, Another thing I wanted to mention is in terms of the voting, like I think with all the initial entries in this tournament, I think it's a lot what you're saying. Like this writer, she just picked a bunch of a bunch of fandoms she finds annoying, right? Very, very subjective. But in terms of the voting, the, the voting is fan voting. Like people on Twitter, they're actually voting. Um, I think there's a bit of a misunderstanding there because I think the voting is has gone like towards the fandom, not the fans, but the the property itself. Like you look at uh, some of the categories that got pretty far are like Woody Allen and Quentin Tarantino, for example. So I don't think the fan bases for these two directors are particularly toxic or annoying, but I think the behavior of these two directors in the past has led to them getting voted in. You you see what I'm saying? Mm. Um, So I think the votes have been kind of misguided in a way. Uh, so, yeah, again, this is not based on, like, the behavior of, like, the creators of these properties. Um, it's more, it's supposed to be more on, like, the fans themselves, right? Uh, so, yeah, let, let that be clear. Um, so Did you comment about how Star Wars is notably un... <laughs> uh, unseen here. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that. So, Star Wars is a glaring omission from this tournament. Um, clearly, there are a lot of shitty Star Wars fans out there. We've heard about them in the news. Uh, why is Star Wars not on this list? Wait, what's what's a shitty Star Wars fan, by the way? <laughs> well, a, a, a perfect example is a Star Wars fan that writes racist comments about Kelly Marie Tran uh, like on Twitter and so other social media mm-hmm. platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a shitty Star Wars fan. Um, and sadly, they are out there. You know, they're, 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 There's not just a handful of them. There's a lot of shitty Star Wars fans out there. Okay. So I, I'm almost thinking that Star Wars Star Wars was an omitted because it was almost too obvious a pick like they would that would win the tournament too easily so they chose to take it out that's my take um yeah why do you think uh I don't see transformers on here I don't see He-Man or Ninja Turtles <laughs> basically everything that's in the toys that made us I feel like should all be in here <laughs> but they're missing 
Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good point. So the categories here kind of skew more recent, like more like newer mm. stuff. Uh, Transformers is pretty recent. Well, yeah, but uh, they originated <laughs> a long time ago. I guess the same could be said about DC. Marvel, Marvel DC, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and it is kind of arbitrary. It's true. You know, um, I'm sure Star if, Trek is on there. <laughs> Come see, on. See, like right? the fact that Star Trek is here really says that, okay, they purposefully omitted Star Wars. Uh, so yeah, again, I'm standing by what what I mentioned earlier. Like I think it just the thought was it, it would be too obvious a choice to win it all, and it'd be too easy for Star Wars to to take it. So <laughs> they had to put it aside. Yeah. So I see Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's a more recent thing. Yeah, you know there is a lot of older stuff here. So D and D, it's been around forever. Uh, yeah. Doctor Who, come on. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Uh, it is seemingly pretty pretty arbitrary here so when i see a list like this of course what comes to mind is well what do we think are the best and worst fandoms out there um should we even judge fandoms like that i don't know i don't know man i mean again (laughs) like as much as people love something there are equal parts to people that hate things as well you know what i mean i mean there's always going to be haters out there right haters gonna hate (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean you see someone that loves something so passionately there's going to be someone there that's going to make fun of that person right yeah i mean that's that's everywhere unfortunately that's but that's just the reality of things Mm-hmm. And people want to people want to take down the the happiness people find in the things that they love, and that's that's it's the YouTube world we live in, right? And have you seen <laughs> the comments on YouTube everywhere? I mean, everyone is so quick to just hate on things. Yeah. Oh, so you're. It sounds like you're kind of equating this tournament as being like the comments you see on YouTube, like don't read the comments, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not the best dedicated fan base mm, rather, okay. than, the, rather well, we, than the worst? That, maybe we, that's what we can talk about. But before we get off the worst, like, don't you think some of the behavior I've been talking about, like these racist comments against Kelly Marie, Marie Tran, something like that, mm. don't you think there's, there should be some sort of check? Like, should it be like, oh, you love Star Wars, you can say whatever you want. Shouldn't we kind of check those trolls, you know, like – like call them out on stuff like that, you know. I th- in a way, th- this there's a lot of negativity in in this Twitter tournament. But um, don't you think there is some benefit to calling out shitty fans for shitty behavior? What do you think? What will that accomplish? <laughs> That's the thing. I think. I mean, people are going to say what they want to say, right? And mm-hmm. it's really up to you if you can if you can you know uh, comprehend that as something that will affect you or not affect you. Mm, that's uh, fair. That's fair. So, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, you, of course you can, if you, you want to fight back, <laughs> what, what will be accomplished if you do so? Um, yeah. I mean, of course, voicing that side of the table is noteworthy, but I mean, mm-hmm. people are going to believe what they're going to want to believe. Yeah. 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 That, that's a, that's a good take. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of value in what you just said. Like, it's like okay when people are arguing between, oh man, Android phones are way better than iPhone phones, and and vice versa. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're holding a device that makes phone calls, that makes texts, that sends emails. It does all the same things. <laughs> yeah. But yet they're arguing the points of what phone is better than the other. Right. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, you know, I think uh, you nailed it there. I think there's a lot to be said about, like, why argue about crap that doesn't really go anywhere? Like, why, why do we need to call out the worst fandoms? Why do we need to argue about iPhone versus Android? I mean, are they hoping that at the end of the day that someone that loves, say, I don't know, um, what should we put on here? Harry Potter. And Harry Potter uh, is on this list, yeah, and it I'm made it pretty far in the tournament. So, like, okay, so am, am, is is it supposed to be where I'm going to read this list and find out if Harry Potter wins the worst dedicated fan base as a fan of Harry Potter? Is the goal here to say, oh, you know what? I am an awful fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to love something else. <laughs> well, that's a good point because no. <laughs> because what I was saying earlier about, like, calling out racist fans and that sort of thing, like, just just standing by the wayside and not doing anything um, can be perceived as like, well, do something, you know, like fix this problem, you know. But if calling out these toxic fans, I mean, it's not really doing anything, right? It's not really stopping them from yeah. speaking out. Well, toxic stays toxic. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think there's 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 a lot. Uh, and what you're saying there, like, what are we accomplishing here? <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, hey, so maybe uh, we'll keep it positive. Why don't we just do like a 180 from this and call out some of our favorite fandoms? Oh, well, if you, you want to still stay on this, though, have okay. you have you personally encountered toxic fans? Um, yeah, I think I have. You know, um, not to the extent that we've heard about online. Um, but, uh, you know, the omission of Star Wars from this list stands out to me, not only because I think it really should be there, but also because I have come across toxic Star Wars fans, you know? Um, I know that The Last Jedi has really divided the world, divided the universe, if you will, right? <laughs> From a galaxy far, far away. Dude, I mean, really, you know, um, I think you and I are both fans of the movie. I think I liked it a little bit more than you, um, but neither of us really had a deep-seated hatred for the movie, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I still enjoyed the movie. I had a good time. I mean, it's, you know, it's Star Wars. Right. And but, the problems uh, you had was... But, and, and I know you love the movie. I really loved it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I'm not going to hate on you for loving it. Yeah. That's yeah. that's you, man. You, right. do, you do you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think the problems you had were more like logic kind of stuff, right? Like stuff that didn't really make sense within the context of the movie. Little things like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, were, they were pretty nitpicky, but I mean, it didn't stop me from enjoying the overall experience of the film. Yeah, the big divide, I think, really is that this movie was not in the spirit of Star Wars. Like, it completely went against what came before it. You know, I think a lot of fans were turned off by that. You know, um, the fact that it kind of strayed from the Skywalker storyline and um, really didn't follow much of anything you know the director kind of just did his thing you know and that's kind of what what I loved about it he decided okay I'm just gonna make a really fun movie and whatever came beforehand you know nothing is sacred 
sort of thing. I think that's what turned off a lot of fans. And, um, and yeah, I had a conversation. I'm not going to name anyone. No way I'm going to name anyone. And by the way, this How is... How about just their first name? No. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, you, Perfirio, and I did have a Star Wars conversation after our panel on Saturday, if you recall. Yeah. This is not that conversation, At by Togo's. the way. <laughs> At Togo's. This <laughs> okay. is not that conversation. Oh, okay. I'll okay. make that clear. Well, okay. Let's be clear. Uh, because there, there was some division in that conversation. But in a, in a previous conversation I had, uh, the person I was talking to really hated The Last Jedi. And um, he was citing how it really conflicted with everything star wars before it you know and he was citing like oh man i i've read the novels and i've played the video games i've watched all the animated stuff and this is just like shitting on all of that you know <laughs> um and I, do, you, do you think that opinion comes from a place where he's invested his entire life into Star Wars and that he is such an expert in the canon of Star Wars that his expectations were incredibly high for this movie. And because some of that stuff didn't get, you know, some of that didn't meet his expectations, suddenly his whole world came crashing down. <laughs> that was a lot of it. I think everything you just said, that was a lot of his perspective, I think. And I also think that, you know, it's... uh it's this whole gatekeeping mentality. Like, you know, I think you and I can fall victim victim to this at times, but, you know, we've been fans of a lot of different stuff for a long time, and there is a protectiveness there, right? So I think this person's perspective was like, oh, I've, like you said, invested so much time and interest in Star Wars. Um, he has a very specific idea of what Star Wars is and what it means to him and the fact that this movie almost takes a dump on all that like that's what turned him off and I, I think the way he was explaining it though was it like a really big dump or was it just like shards of a dump or no it was a big dump it <laughs> was right. a big uh, a big giant uh, bantha huge dump. turd huh? okay all right <laughs> yeah uh, and yeah, he he was he was. I listened to his words specifically, and he used hated. I hated this movie. Where did you know? he stand on the Force Awakens? Um, I don't think we got into that so much, but uh, I think his perception was that he enjoyed that one a lot more, which is not surprising because it's essentially a rehash of A New Hope. Exactly, exactly, right. You think people were expecting a rehash of Empire? You know, that might have been the thought. It's like, okay, this is the middle movie of this trilogy. Um, some bad shit is going to go down. Uh, give us another empire, you know. I think maybe that's what a lot of people were were expecting and wanting. So the fact they didn't get it, that might have been like extra oomph about, oh, man, this is terrible. I can't handle this, you know. Um, so, yeah, like in, ter in terms of a conversation that wasn't like on Twitter <laughs> – this is, uh, it, it was, I thought it was pretty toxic. Like, this is the kind of thinking that leads to a lot of that crap you see online. Uh, so, you know, I love Star Wars, but uh, let's be honest. In my mind, at least, um, Star Wars is, 
I don't want to I don't want to say a shitty fan base, but there are shitty fans in this fan base. No question, no question. How about you? Any uh, I don't think I've experiences ever, I, you've had? I mean, I can't imagine a fan base that doesn't have shitty fans. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean they're all out there. Yeah, and the internet has like you know skyrocketed uh, comments into the stratosphere. Yeah, I mean social media has really amplified these uh, you know terrible thoughts and ideas from these fans right yeah Yeah. okay so what about like you know in uh in in your experience at conventions have have there been has there been any behavior that's a little eyebrow raising have you been in a panel that you thought the fans maybe didn't act so great that sort of thing that's tough um i that's tough to say because you know a lot of these questions get fielded before they're actually asked to panels Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure you know it's interesting i don't i don't know if we've ever seen like the number of questions that have been rejected right because for the most part all the questions that we see asked at panels are usually for the most part respectful yeah yeah they're filtered out yeah you know yeah by the questioner yeah is that fake news or (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, that's true. Uh, a lot of times when you go to a convention panel, it, it's it's moderated. And so, you got, you've got to be pretty yeah. ballsy, too, to, to ask, oh, you know what? I think I did hear about this, though. There was, uh, there was a panel that Rob Liefeld was on, and someone from the audience had asked so- something along, along the lines of, like, why do you – why do you draw so horribly? And he cited that that famous Captain America picture he drew, yeah, where his chest is like on the other side of the page and his head is on the complete other side right, of the page. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it looked completely out of proportion, right? And uh, I mean, his response. I mean, I think everyone booed this guy asking this question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it takes guts to do that, man, because you're not <laughs> hiding behind a computer. Your face is shown on screen; yeah. people can see you. In a way, you gotta respect that a bit that he wasn't a nameless troll. He was like in the belly of the beast yeah. here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Liefeld's response was something to the effect of, "Well, that's how that's how I wanted to draw it. That's how I saw it. You know, I'm an artist. That's that's my art. Right. And I mean, I'm not saying that he's like you know um, a Picasso or anything, or you know, or a Michelangelo. But w- would you've ever have questioned those guys? Like, oh, why did you sculpt that that way? Like, right. you know, why did Picasso, why did you draw it that way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why, why are the eyes like on the side of this dude's face? Like, yeah. It looks fucked up. And What's wrong with you? Yeah, sure. That Captain America picture has been a meme uh, of, of, uh, it's, 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 <laughs> you've seen this picture, right? <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like taken out of context. Yeah. It looks terrible, but you know, you got to think of the comics medium you know it's you read it panel panel um, so maybe it more makes more sense within the context of a whole page within a book itself um so yeah i mean i i think lifefield had a pretty good response to that yeah but i should, I should pull that up i i think i want to say that his response might have been a little little you know, he he might have thrown a little bit more uh, uh, spice that 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 guy's way. Uh huh. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up. Okay. Someday. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, we probably shouldn't, you know, focus on the negative too much. Um. So yeah, maybe we can talk about some of uh, the best fan bases out there. 
Any thoughts about that? Like, are there any fandoms you think are like, they're doing it the right way kind of thing? Like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Who's doing it right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can think about it for a bit. I did have a pick because I did recently go to a Star Trek convention. It was in Vegas in August, and I just attended one day. Um, but I definitely had fun, and I got a pretty good feel for the hardcore fan base for Star Trek. And it was pretty cool. Uh, I got to say, uh, you know, Star Trek is one of the older fandoms, you know. Star Trek first aired a long time ago in the 60s, and... Um, you know, the convention attendees reflected this. There were a lot of older folks and um, hardcore, hardcore Star Trek fans. You know, these people knew their stuff. And there was definitely an aspect of like, I don't really care what anyone thinks. I'm just a Star Trek fan and I'm in my happy place here. You know, this is where I want to be amongst other Star Trek fans. And, um, you know, like, I think what we see at a lot of conventions, you know, like San Diego, like the big ones, like San Diego, New York Comic Con, that sort of thing, there are a lot of, you know, more casual fans, maybe like superhero fans who've never touched the comic book. You know, we've seen that, right? Um, but at least with the Star Trek convention I went to, man, there there was, there were all, uh, all, all-stars here i mean these yeah. people like they were wearing their starfleet uniforms they were highly knowledgeable i almost felt like well like when do I, I don't know if i should be here because i'm not that hardcore but did you feel welcome like did you feel a part of the community absolutely absolutely oh, there you go very welcoming um and uh you know there were a lot of people there some might consider quote-unquote sad sacks um lonely losers whatever you want to call them but uh there was this feeling like oh like this is my thing i'm happy here i don't really care what other people think i'm just gonna have fun you know um and that was really highlighted at this one uh, event i went to and it was the con contest so basically they had a mic on stage and they invited fans to come up and yell out Khan, a la Shatner, as loud and as passionately as possible. That's all it was. Like, they had an hour blocked out in this panel room. And when I first saw it, my first thought was like, oh, I got to go check this out. <laughs> my second thought was like, who the hell is going to do this? Like, there's no way in hell I'm going to stand up in a room full of strangers and, and yell this out. Were there, uh, were there judges, like, judging, like, who had the best? Yeah, yeah, there, there were judges. And I think the final uh, judging was, like, a, f a fan vote, like, by applause. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty organized, right? Were there any um, celebrities on the panel that were judging? Uh, no celebrities okay. uh, were in this room. Uh, but it was a, a, a very fun event. And there were a shitload of people who were lining up to did yell you, out Khan. Did you participate? Hell no. <laughs> There's oh, no way. On, there is no way. Um, but that was kind of the spirit I've but been I, mentioning. But I know in your head, you're like, okay, how am I going to scream Oh, of this? course. Like, <laughs> in my mind, it's like, oh, if I were to do it, here's what I would do. You know, of course. Uh, but 
there were kids up on stage, there were older folks, there were women, there were groups of people doing it. Um, very cool and like very much in line with what I was saying. Like they, they didn't give a fuck. They're like, I'm at a Star Trek con. I love Star Trek and I'm just gonna like yell out con <laughs> a la William Shatner as loud and passionately as possible. It was freaking awesome, that you know? That sounds so like a lot of fun. It's pretty cool, pretty cool. So big shout out to Star Trek fans. Um, yeah, I think the fact that Star Trek has been around for a long time and has been on like the convention circuit a long time and has a long loyal fa- following, really, it adds up to like a pretty awesome fan base, gotta say, for sure. And um, you may notice I've been shitting on Star Wars fans a little bit and praising Star Trek fans. A little preview, you know, Perfurio and I did talk about a Star Trek versus Star Wars podcast episode so stay, stay, <laughs> stay tuned for that baby I see some fists flying there you go so yeah any other uh thoughts on you know maybe a particular fan base that is cool to you i mean you're a fan of a number of things so <laughs> you know you could you could call out yourself like you know you're a pretty good fan Rainier. like uh you don't spew hatred you know that's cool uh the stuff that you're into is there a fandom where you're thinking like this is cool and i also like the people i'm fellow fans with you know that sort of thing i think just comics in general man like Mm -hmm. it's 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 cool being able to strike up a conversation with someone that's reading you know the same stories you're reading um yeah you know listening to their perspective on their takes of things and you know what they predict and i mean that's always fun you 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 totally named like the second fandom, the second awesome fandom in my mind, comics, you know? And when I say comics, I'm not talking about like people who just watch comic book adaptation movies, you know? I'm talking about like comic book movies. Yeah, readers. is there a category for that? For people that just watch comic book movies and consider themselves comic book experts? <laughs> there's gotta be, there's gotta be. Because there's like tons of people out there like that, right? Yeah. Uh, so I could, I could already name a few in this building. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, in terms of like comic book readers, um, I think that's a great fan base. You know, I, I, I literally had that as like listed as, as another when you, awesome When you talk to base. someone too, like right off the bat, you can tell, oh, this guy, this, this person reads, this, this person reads comics. They know what's up. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, at conventions, whenever I've gone to get something signed by a comics creator, um, it's a, a very different feel than if you're like lining up for a photo op with a celebrity or lining up to get an autograph from like a famous actor. There's a whole different vibe and I feel like it's a lot cooler with like comic book reader people. Um, I mean, I don't want to get too, like, oh, we're awesome, we're better than you, movie-watching people. Oh, wait, are you creating I mean, your I'm, own toxic I'm, fandom? I'm, I'm starting to get into that whole gatekeeping territory I was just talking about. But, I you know, just, just being honest, like, I think it's pretty cool. Like it is, it is fun talking to people that have only seen, like, the Marvel movies and um – you know, letting them know, oh, this is what this is what actually happened in the comics. This is what this is based off of. Yeah. And seeing yeah. their interest peak and mm-hmm. and them asking, oh, which one? What what book should I read? You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I back. I that fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think back a lot to 
when you and I met Frank Miller at SDCC last year because um, Frank Miller is a legend in the comics industry. Oh, he was there again this year, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, right on. That's awesome. might be a regular. (laughs) That's cool, dude. Um, But I remember not only was it amazing meeting him, but it was very cool just being amongst other hardcore comic reader fans, you know, um, everyone had like what they wanted to get signed out. And like, you looked at the line and it was like the history of comics. You know, you see Dark Knight Rises, you see Sin City, you see Daredevil, you see 300. And, uh, it was so awesome to see that and to hear some of the conversations going on, really well-informed fans and no one was getting too like crazy or obnoxious, you know, people were just really happy to be there and really excited to meet this guy, right? Uh, so I, I think that's really cool, you know, big props to to, to my comics people, yeah. for sure. And what a nice guy Frank Miller was, right? Yeah, yeah, super nice guy. And I think there has been this perception that he's this really dark guy, this, this hard-boiled, possibly angry and possibly dangerous kind of guy, you know, uh, but he was a sweetheart. He was a total sweetheart. All right. Any last thoughts, Rainier? Final thoughts? What do you think about the world's worst fan base, the whole idea of that? You think it's just garbage? I think it spreads more toxicity than it does good. Mm, mm. That's a good take. And my final thoughts are love what you love, man. You know, um, don't let other people tell you otherwise. Don't, uh, don't let people's hate infringe upon your love for whatever you follow. That's a solid take, man. Yeah, love what you love. Now, a little devil's advocate on my end, going through this list, if you see something you love on this list, I do agree with your sentiment about, you know, love what you love. Don't let the haters get to you. But if you see something you're 100% in love with on this list, it doesn't hurt to ask yourself, why is this on the list? Because maybe not so much about like your fellow fans, maybe yourself, like, is there something that you're doing as a fan that is harming someone else or is, is just like bad behavior? Uh, that's not the worst thing to do a little, I don't know, self analysis. Uh, it isn't the worst thing. Like, I think I did that just now, right? I'm saying like, Oh, comic book fans are awesome. We're so well informed, you know, um, that kind of thinking, can lead to some bad behavior. So uh, it doesn't hurt, right? Wouldn't you agree that it doesn't hurt to just do a little self-analysis and just to check yourself a little bit now and then? Yeah, check yourself before you wreck yourself. There you go. (laughs) All right. With that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Rainier.